am holding a mug of tea, as you can see. I can see that. I don't normally drink tea because I think tea tastes gross. Okay. I famously don't like most beverages. Mm-hmm. Tea and coffee and alcohol and soda and several others included. But my throat was just feeling a little bit raspy. Okay. Raspier than usual. It's always pretty raspy, as the <laughs> listeners of this podcast know. But I thought, you know, I, I think some warm tea... It's still hot tea right now, but I'm hoping it will become warm over the course of this recording. That it might, you know, loosen my vocal cords up a little bit and make me sound not as bad as I did. That's fair. I feel like I wonder if since you really don't like alcohol and tea, I'm thinking that both can be very drying in the mouth, like especially tea and red wine are very rich in tannins, which can just like leave your mouth feeling strange. And so I'm wondering if maybe part of what you don't like subconsciously is the feeling of certain beverages. I don't think so. It's possible, but... Maybe a part of it? It might be, yeah, a part that I don't realize, but I I just don't like the taste. I don't know. It's... I feel like all of the things that I mentioned have some kind of aftertaste or during taste <laughs> mm-hmm. that I just don't like. And I I don't want to like force myself to drink things that I don't like the taste of. So I just usually stick with water. Before our next session together, Cody, I want you to just explore. Just think about how it feels in your mouth and see what you can get with that, you know, see if that gives you any answers or leads you down a path you might not expect. I will say that the tea I am currently drinking does not make my mouth feel weird. Okay. What kind of tea is it? It is um, peach tea of some kind. I think it's called Perfect Peach by Bigelow. Do you know if it has like actual like black tea or white tea or green tea in it? Or is it like more herbal? I think it is more herbal, but I'm not Sure. I don't have okay. the box with me in the closet. Because that would have a a more smooth mouth feel, whereas like a black tea would have like a harsher, like kind of tannin finish to it. Hmm. Boy, you are just chock full <laughs> of the tea on tea, aren't you? I know. I know lots of useless knowledge about food and beverages. <laughs> well, I don't think it's useless at all. You're educating our listeners. My face has really hurt. Okay. Oh, I thought you were going to do the joke, but that's okay. I'm glad you well, didn't because it it's overdone. It hurts me to look at it. Is that what you wanted me to say? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I don't... It's it's almost like my face has felt like I've been doing like workouts with my <sighs> just my face. It's hurt so much lately. And so the past two nights, I own like a lot of facial tools so I've been like jade rolling it and I woke up today and it's like definitely not sore in like the muscles any well it's sore in a different way now where I feel like from doing the jade roller it like sort of worked out like some of the problems but now it hurts like from actually using the roller on my face (laughs) so Uh I have no idea what it is I've definitely been like laughing more so I'm hmm. wondering if, like, I just was so miserable for a while and my face wasn't moving around. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I have no answers for you. I am not a facial <laughs> muscle expert. So 
Well, Ooh, excuse wow. me. <laughs> it's the tea. It's working already. <laughs> uh, well, if anyone's watching the actual video of this, Cody and I both scored some new equipment over the mm-hmm. past few days. Cody had been having trouble with his tripod for his phone for recording video, which I guess you wouldn't be able to see. Right. And and I mean, it wasn't that I was having trouble with it. It's just that I bought one at Ollie's for like $4 that as soon as I took it out of the box and tried to open it, it just broke immediately. (laughs) So I was just using a stand thing that is also supposed to double as like a neck like not neck brace i was gonna say it's like a um (laughs) almost like a necklace on which you can wear your phone and have it like sit in front of you to like you know facetime with without without holding it or something like that and it was very impractical to try to get it to stand up so that it would record me i i could usually do it but it was it was just not ideal so I bought an actual tripod, but I splurged <laughs> and went to five below this time. Nice. So That's where I got mine. Yeah, that, you told me you did. So I went on mm-hmm. Saturday and was like, I'm going to go find myself a glorious new tripod. And they have so many there. Mm-hmm. But I got one that I thought was the best bang for my five bucks. And right. I, it also has a ring light, which I'm not using because it is too low for it to actually make any difference in the light quality surrounding me. So it's just holding my phone. I have a pro tip for five below for anyone listening. <sighs> if you want to like start a new kind of workout or just like, you know, yoga or lifting weights at home or whatever, and you don't want to sink a lot of money into it go to five below their workout equipment is actually pretty nice for the cost like five dollars or less i always buy my yoga mats there and it's like way better than the one that i bought at walmart i bought five pound weights there so if you're just doing like simple stuff go to five below i will say i saw they had a whole lot of workout stuff there when i was there on saturday and i was surprised by the breadth of their selection i did not purchase any of it but yeah it's great i think i've even gotten maybe in the past one of those giant like blow up balls i think that you i can, saw like, some sit of those there and... Mm-hmm. and they had like kettlebells even yeah kettlebells yeah so that's my pro tip today well thank you for sharing check it out Yeah. Why don't you tell us about your new equipment, Elena? Oh my gosh. So, well, as you can see, I have a new microphone. This is the Shure SM48 microphone. It is $10 cheaper than the SM58 and sounds pretty much the same. (laughs) So that's why I bought it. And then I also got a mixer, which I can run two microphone channels into, which is really nice. I can adjust like the volume on there as it's going into my computer. It's very professional and various mic stands and stuff. I just wanted an upgrade. I have other projects that I want to do. I don't see myself ever like not podcasting anytime soon. So it felt like the time. Very cool. I wish you lived closer so we could make use of it. (laughs) I wish I did too. But next time I visit, we will have to. Yeah, exactly. I really like that you're just holding the microphone to our listeners who aren't seeing our videos on social media can't see that but it yeah. just looks like you're about to start singing karaoke and i love I know. it every time i hold it i want to sing something i mean you can go <laughs> ahead i don't think anyone would mind well some people might mind 
as long as you sing a song that is not copyrighted, then then no one will mind. <laughs> I think we should stick to humming. <laughs> okay, we can do that. Well, I feel like I have a confession to make to you. Okay. So I've never watched the Olympic opening ceremonies before, hmm. ever. Okay. And I didn't watch this year's Olympic opening ceremonies. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, you've... You really seemed like that was going to be a big revelation with some serious, you know, impact or meaning for your life. I'm not going to hold it against you that you've never watched an Olympic opening Did ceremonies. you watch? Do you usually watch? I usually watch. I had not watched live this year, but I just I watched actually just last night the yeah. 2022 Beijing opening Olympics opening ceremony. And how did it compare to the Beijing Summer Olympics from years past? Um, it did not quite, because like the 2008 opening ceremony was probably the best ever. Like, let's be honest, it was beautiful. It was, you know, meaningful. It was a, a real statement of you know, the place that China held at that point in time in the world, right? And yeah. of what its future could be. And now it's a very different world and its future looks very different. And it was a lot more politically motivated. It was... Really? Yeah. You could tell that there was a real emphasis on trying to convey to the world, particularly to the West, that the way China is doing things is just fine and they don't care what anyone thinks about it. Oh, like one I kind of the, wondered. One of the people who lit the torch, they had two, like, torch lighters that, you know, did the final leg of the torch relay. One of them mm-hmm. is of Uyghur descent, which, Ooh. yes, well, like, selected by Xi Jinping. And, like, that's a bold statement for the Chinese government to make of, you know, yeah. demonstrating this is one of the people of China. Pay no mind to the fact that we are literally murdering millions of them. Yeah. You know, that's like... That's why I felt like I felt that it was an odd time to choose Beijing as the host city. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess all of that stuff gets decided pretty far in it, advance. Yeah, it's like, it was like seven years ago that it was chosen. So yeah. that was half the time between when they last hosted the Olympics and hosting now. So it's, you know. That's very interesting. Yeah. I have like goosebumps right now. I hate thinking about just everything that's happening in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Like China freaks me out sometimes. Yeah. Like everything happening with Russia yes. like has me just oh, like. And Ooh. during the opening ceremony, <laughs> Xi Jinping is sitting right beside Vladimir Putin. Like most, yeah. I would, wow. I don't know if most countries, but a lot of countries did not send diplomatic representation, their leaders mm-hmm. or heads of state, to um, the Olympics, but. Putin was there and right next to Xi. And it's, you know, that's another statement. It's like to the world, what are you going to do about it? You know, that's crazy. Yeah. How do you feel about the Winter Olympics in general? Because I've always preferred the Summer Olympics by a lot. There's not much I enjoy watching for the Winter Olympics, Mm -hmm. but I don't know how you feel. Yeah, I've always felt like the Summer Olympics were more grand i guess i don't know there's just like Mm -hmm. there's so many different events right so all these different sports and they're so different from one another with the winter olympics it's all either at the ice rink or on the ski slopes on you know the mountains so it's like there's just not as much 
diversity, I guess. Uh, like, the talent is, of, of course, incredible. Like, the athletes are so amazing to watch. It's always yeah. fun for me to see what people are able to do. But it's almost like, I don't know. I, I feel like I get tired of it a little bit quicker. That's how I've always felt. So many of the events are just sort of variations on the same, you know, sport. I have watched a little bit of the figure skating, which I always enjoy watching. I think it's great. And I, I got to see one of the women from the Russian team skate and she did something I've never seen before, which like, I, I don't know how many people watching like are familiar with figure skating. <laughs> how many people watching? How many people listening to us are that familiar with figure skating? But every single one of her jumps, she put her arms straight up above her head instead of the classic out to the side, which is, I guess it's more points. It's like a harder skill to pull off, but it's like so impressive to see. It It was hmm. kind of crazy. I had never seen anyone do it before. And I mean, I'll admit like when I was growing up, I feel like figure skating was much more popular. I feel like it was always on TV. Mm -hmm. Do you know? I feel like it was too, yeah. Yeah, and there were so many like big name, like household name skaters mm -hmm in the 90s and like even thinking back to like Buffy Buffy was like obsessed with figure skating mm. in the show and at one point she goes to a rink and like skates with Angel like I was and I remember other shows kind of doing the same thing I feel like it's not as maybe like visible now but it was just like incredible to watch and it made me realize how much the sport has just continued to like probably progress forward in a similar way to like gymnastics mm -hmm. where like skills are constantly evolving even if it's not as much in the public eye as it used to be right now i haven't watched any of the actual events this year just the opening ceremonies but i heard that one of the figure skaters pulled off a quadruple axle in competition, yeah. which is the first time ever, apparently. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Props to whoever that was. <laughs> Sorry, I don't have name or more information. but Yeah, I, I find skating very impressive, probably because I can't skate, mm. like, at all. I, I'm not... I did not take to the ice naturally, <laughs> as some people do. Mm -hmm. I was going to say... I don't know if it was an Olympic opening ceremony or not, but have you ever seen the Russian men's national choir cover the song Get Lucky by Daft Punk? I have, yes. I don't think that was an Olympic opening ceremony. I think it was some other, like, the ripoff of the Olympics, like, somewhere. I think that, so, too. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me think of... I. I can't remember if you watched this with me in high school, but the movie Hamlet 2. Yes, I remember watching that And with they you. do, there's like a gay men's choir who does Maniac. Oh, I don't even remember that. I remember nothing oh about gosh. that movie except the fact that we watched it. <laughs> I stand by Hamlet 2 as being hilarious. <laughs> I actually watched it recently and I can't... <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. I, the person who wrote it is like a real person. Yeah, I was thinking that like, too. Like it was from someone with like some kind of notoriety or credibility. I remember that, but I don't remember who it was. Hmm. Now I'm, I got to look it up because I'm curious. Mm -hmm. I don't know. The, the guy who directed it is Andrew Fleming. And I guess he did the craft... Arrested Development, he directed a bunch of episodes. Hmm. Okay, so maybe maybe not as prestigious of a 
person attached to it as I thought. Although The Craft is definitely a movie that is still very relevant today and I always hear people talking about. Hmm. Although I've never seen. I never have either. So, I was surprised the other day. I was getting onto HBO Max to watch a show that we are going to talk about in our next season of Televisionary. I'm not going to tell you what it is. It's not what you think. uh, It's probably not, actually. Um, (laughs) But I was surprised to see that they had dropped a documentary about the behind the scenes workings of And Just Like That, which just had its season finale a week ago yesterday. Yeah. Whenever people can hear it for the first time. I I didn't know that that was going to happen, but I watched it. Did you happen to watch it? I didn't watch it. Okay. I've been very busy. Mm, understandable. I was kind of surprised, though, that there was not more, like, excitement in this documentary. I would say okay. close to half of it was probably just Carrie tr- or Sarah Jessica Parker trying on Carrie's clothes. Mm. Which, like, if you're into that, like, if you are all about the fashion, then definitely watch it because it's cool. But, uh, like, that's not what I watched the show for. So I was like, okay, I don't know if I need so much of this. I was disappointed by the fashion, to be honest with you. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, it was... So before the show came out at all, there had been, like, a lot of leaked photos of her outfits from the show. And I was not excited because a lot of them just felt really out of character for Carrie Mm. but in the show I definitely think everything looked better so maybe it was like a thing of people moving in the clothes and being shot on film versus like paparazzi photos right but I do think the costume designer the costume person from the original series Patricia Field Mm -hmm. she did not come back for this series and she's working on Emily in Paris Mm -hmm. I believe (laughs) But I just, I don't know, something was lacking. Some of the magic was gone. And I think part of it's because like Sarah Jessica Parker now has such a big say in how the character dresses Mm -hmm. and her style as she's gotten older, I feel like is questionable at times. (laughs) So I wasn't like enthralled by the clothes in the way that when even still to this day, when I watch the series, the original series, I feel like inspired by what they're wearing Mm. and I feel like the desire to go out and like copy that style Mm -hmm. I don't know could be an age thing too yeah that's I think I mean obviously the women in the show are not dressing the same way quite the same way that they would have 20 years ago so I think that you know maybe their fashion choices are a little more conservative maybe more muted maybe that stuff is a little less important to them especially as carrie is going through this you know very transformational time in her life maybe Mm -hmm. the you know the difference in the clothes that she is wearing is meant to reflect the difference of you know what is important to her now in her life but anyway uh to bring it back to what you said about the original costume designer not being there the costume designer for and just like that was the assistant i guess to patricia field on the original series so that same imprint i guess should theoretically be there but like i will be honest as i was watching and just like that there were very few moments throughout those 10 episodes where where any of the fashion really made any kind of impact on me. Yeah. So I think that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like it really was such at moments, a statement in the original series. Mm -hmm. Whereas 
it fell to the background. Although her dress in the finale was quite That's what I was going to say. Yes, that was the one time where I was like, wow, like that's a, yeah. that is a moment. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, but there were like so many outfits that they featured in that documentary where they were like had her trying them on and she was like, "Oh, this is beautiful. It is perfect." And then they cut to it in the scene where she's wearing it. And I was like, "Oh, I didn't even notice that she had that skirt on under mm-hmm. that, you know, jacket and sweater or whatever it was it's like was it really that perfect because you covered up you know the entire dress with the the other stuff I don't know she's an odd one I don't (laughs) like I used to follow her on Instagram and just like every post she made would be like xx Sarah at the bottom or whatever like she's and she's very obviously a very well-read woman Mm -hmm. but like she waxes poetic about like everything all the time on Instagram and is like, it's just, it's interesting to me because I feel, I feel like she was like obviously impacted forever by the role of Carrie. Mm -hmm. But as maybe as time has passed from like the original run of Sex in the City, like I feel like her understanding of how the character was different from her has degraded. Mm. And so like, it's it's just interesting to me. Like, I mean, she has her shoe line, which is a natural thing to do. But then, like, I don't know, just like the they're not really that like cool looking. Like, they're <laughs> not what Carrie would wear. Like, I just mm. and her like writing, you know, writing these big long things. And it's like Carrie would never talk like that. But like, there's just such a tie, like a tie-in or like a through line from one to the other. But I just feel like she's like out of touch I don't know I shouldn't be speculating about a random actress who I don't know and like judging her but I just like I had to unfollow her because it was like cringing me out yeah I would say like it does not seem like there is a very thick line between SJP and Carrie Bradshaw it never really has in you know in what I can tell that character is just so inextricable from her life at this point like And you can tell that, I think, in the documentary. Like, it feels very much like Carrie is just a projection of who Sarah Jessica wants to be (laughs) in some ways. And there are not many parts like that in this world where I think the actor has such a relationship to that character and will forever be defined personally by that character in the way that Carrie Bradshaw defined Sarah Jessica Parker. You saying that reminded me of something I listened to last week that I wasn't planning on bringing up, but it feels like a natural tie-in. But I really like this one YouTuber, Emma Chamberlain. I think I've maybe mentioned her before on here, but she's pretty young. She's like 20 and she just vlogs. She has for the past four years. So since she was pretty young in high school, she ended up dropping out of high school, moving to LA and like just doing YouTube full time because her channel really took off. Mm. And over the summer, she took a little bit of a break and then started releasing videos that in my opinion were like much more mature than her other content like I felt a very big shift she had started editing her own videos again during that period of time Mm. and she really changed the music and everything was like moody like it felt like almost like a little mini short film of her life versus a a vlog Mm. like it was much more intentional and then more recently she's stopped releasing videos altogether so I listened to her she was on the podcast call her daddy 
which I had never listened to before. I only listened to because she was on it. And she talked a lot about how growing up in front of the camera it has been very hard to grow in any other way because essentially at 16 it became her whole life Mm -hmm. like it became her career and there was like this fear associated with it like if I stop making content then my livelihood goes away and I don't know I just find the whole thing fascinating especially with what happened last week with now I'm way down the rabbit hole, but the Kim and Kanye drama with North being eight years old and releasing TikToks mm-hmm. and Kanye very publicly stating, I don't want my child on social media at eight years old. Mm-hmm. And Kim, you know, responding in her passive aggressive way. And I don't know. It's it's a tough world <laughs> for kids. <laughs> I just can't. I don't know where I was going with that, but I just, I think the whole thing is very interesting. And as insane as Kanye is and how the fact that both of them are communicating so publicly, I don't agree with, but I agree with him. She's eight. She shouldn't be on social media, Mm -hmm. especially with her high like profile. Like she's been sexualized since she was a baby (sighs) by creeps online. Like, I don't know why you would want her to be doing that i don't know i just think the whole thing's weird i don't know if you have anything to say to any of that because i i went a lot of different places but yeah i mean the family brand is exposure right like so i i understand that the average person would probably not let their eight-year-old have social media of any kind i wouldn't myself but (laughs) i i'm not surprised that a Kardashian would give their kid the chance to utilize a platform like that if they had the potential to make money off of it. Like, that's what they do. Yeah. So yeah. I will be interested to see if the kids factor into the new Hulu Kardashians series at I all. I know. Which there's a premiere date out now, um, April 19th, I think it was. So it, it will be interesting to see how the dynamic changes, if there will be more of... The kids, because like Courtney's kids are even older than North, right? Yeah. Um, Courtney's kids are probably about this, or at least the oldest ones, probably about the same age that Kendall was yeah. when the series started. Right. So, uh, yeah, who knows what the future will hold for all those kids? But uh, I don't know. It is a just a crazy mixed up world out there, and the fact that Northwest is making TikToks does not make me want to get on TikTok anymore. So. <laughs> Well, we are on TikTok if you want to follow us there. Yes, please do. <laughs> Everyone else, please get on TikTok and follow us. Yeah. But only us, not Northwest. <laughs> yeah, don't follow her. I don't know. It's it's in a weird way, I think. the One of my favorite movies is Eighth Grade because I feel mm. like it captures so well what it's like to just be a normal person trying to like make stuff on social media, <laughs> mm-hmm. to just be like striving for that connection and that like feedback and not getting it and how real that rejection can be because it's not even usually active rejection it's just like rejection from the abyss you know (laughs) (laughs) that's the episode title by the way rejection from the abyss (laughs) i think so (laughs) All right. Well, we've talked a really long time for the mini so Did you have anything else you wanted to bring up? I don't think so. This is probably the longest mini we've recorded, but also the least we've actually talked about TV on a mini yeah. So I hope you enjoyed it anyway, <laughs> listeners. And um, 
maybe next week we will actually have something more substantial to talk about TV-wise. And hey, if you're still listening and you have any like questions that you want us to address on the air, reach out to us on Instagram or text us or whatever. We can do a whole episode with your feedback. Yeah, we would love that. But only text us if we already know you and know that you have our yes. numbers. Because <laughs> if we find out that you have tracked our numbers down in order to text us your ideas, we will not use them. And yeah. we might need to get a restraining order against you yes (laughs) all right okay well i've been elena hillard and i've been cody hoffman thanks so much for listening have a great day bye bye thanks for listening to televisionary if you like what you heard share this episode with a friend you can follow us on instagram at televisionary podcast and don't forget to rate review and subscribe wherever you listen bye